0: إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتون إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة so after the Khutmatul Haja, continue with the explanation of Mukadimatul qirwaniyah of Ibn al qirwani So we're looking at the the signs, the major, the minor, and as for the intermediate signs, then some of them have occurred. Some of those signs have occurred, the Sheikh Buzan said. And those that remain will occur in the future. The last category are the major signs, which if they begin, will all follow on from each other in succession, and they are the rising of the sun from the west. We mentioned that. The appearance of the beast, we said animal, the beast, a dabba, that will write on the forehead of each person the word either believer or disbeliever. This beast will come out from the earth and it will not leave any person without a sign indicating whether he is from the believers or the disbelievers. And then the people will be called by this sign, O Muslim or O disbeliever. Also from this major signs is the appearance of Yajuj Ma'juj, a group of people from the children of Adam, who scarcely understood a word and spread mischief in the land. They are those people about whom the people asked Qarnayn to build a barrier between them and the people. So he took up the responsibility by way of that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him of strength and ability. And the ability that he had was to make iron softened. And built the barrier that the Ya'juj and are unable to remove or escape from. And that is so that they will come out of that hole. So this barrier will be will remain between them and the people until the appointed time when they will come out. At which the barrier will be destroyed, so yajuj majuj will come out to the people. And those things that have been mentioned in the narrations will occur. Now, and from that is a statement of Allah, this is, the, this is mercy from my Lord. Once the barrier was made between them and yajuj majuj then Alhamdulillah they were not able to harm the Muslims and the people. So when the promise of my Lord comes, he will destroy it and the promise of my Lord is true. We mentioned that, we mentioned the appearance of the Mahdi, who is from the lineage of Hassan ibn Ali, we mentioned about the Antichrist, the Messiah dajjal in the previous lesson and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la will uh, send down Isa alayhi who will come down and he will kill the Antichrist. In fact, one report mentions that as soon as the Dajjal sees Isa A.S., the Dajjal, the Antichrist will melt. And also, just before the hour, the righteous souls will be taken away. And the hour will be established upon the most evil of people. That's where we last left. And then Sheikh Sa'i Fuzan continues and he says regarding the hour, to complete that section on the hour, he says, "فهذه علامات." So these are the signs. And the messenger has mentioned about these signs and some of it. And some of them have been mentioned in the Quran. But when will the hour actually happen? illallah. No one knows it but Allah. So those who count, You find some people, they start counting. That it's going to happen in 2022, or they say two thousand and thirty They start mentioning numbers. They say the Day of Judgment will come. In four years or five years time on and we heard this and they use calculations and islam is not built upon calculations islam is revelation from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so nobody can come here and start making calculations and they are doing it you find it Allahumma sta'an, many people on the internet one brother came to me in from slough and he came to me he said he watched uh a video where an individual said it's going to happen in about four or five years time. So I said to him, the messenger said to Jibreel, مَا anha min as-sā'il.' The one being questioned about the hour knows no more than the questioner. So how do you know? How do you know, oh this person that you saw on the video knows when the hour is going to be? So this is all I said to him, leave it. This is all futile and rejected. We don't need calculations or somebody's intellect to start telling us when the hour is going to be. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it. And He told us, and He mentioned it, Amr al belongs to Allah. Il The knowledge of it, indeed, is with my Lord. La Waktiha. Allah will not make it apparent when it's time comes Naam, no, no one will make it apparent when it comes except him إلا هو. so لو كان فيه مصلحة لبينه الله لنا if there was any benefit Allah will have clarified it to us So there is no benefit the man who came to the Prophet ﷺ, he said متى when is the hour the Prophet ﷺ answered him with a question ماذا what have you prepared for it you're asking me about the hour what have you prepared for it the, the man said I did not prepare except little he said I did not prepare for except little but I love Allah and his Rasool uh-hib- wa I love Allah and his Rasul. so the Prophet ﷺ said to him Anta ma'a man you will be with whom you love so who do we love in our lifetime if we love the Messenger, we follow him. If you truly love Allah, then follow the Messenger. And Allah will love you and forgive your sins. Look at the Sahaba Anhum. The love they had for the Messenger, they would imitate him, even if they didn't, didn't know why he did such and such an act. The, the hadith of Ali In the Hadith of Rukuba Dabba. Board in a form of transport, a riding beast, or a car, or a plane. Ali said this dua that the Messenger said, at the end of it, he said, Oh Allah, forgive me for nothing but you. And then he smiled. They said to him, why do you smile? Oh Ali, why do you smile after saying this dua? Oh Allah, forgive me, for none can forgive but you. Why do you smile? He said, I saw the Messenger, asked him smile after saying it, so I did the same. Didn't know why but he did the same and they went to the rasul ﷺ, and they said to him why do you smile after saying this dua of for of going on a form of transport And he replied because allah knows that none can forgive but him allah knows that none can forgive but him and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wa man ba one of the salaf he used to repeat this verse all night just contemplating over it just repeating him to himself. وَمَنْ يَغْفِرُ وَمَنْ يَغْفِرُ And who can, f- can who can forgive sins but Allah? Who can forgive sins but Allah? Who can forgive sins but Allah? It's so true. That's why we call upon Allah. That's why we say استغفر Allah" a hundred times a day. استغفر الله, استغفر Allah. That's why we humble ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seeking His forgiveness. Seeking that He accepts our repentance. Seeking that He accepts us. Because we, who can forgive sins but Allah. Who can, who is the most merciful, the most beneficent? Who is the one who overlooks? In Ramadan, Allahumma oh innaka afoon. O Allah, you are the one who overlooks. You are the one who pardons. Innaka afoon. Tuhibbul afwa anna. You love to pardon. So pardon our sins. Forgive us. Every one of our sins. Kulu ibn adam khattā'u khairu at tawaboon. And the best of those who sin are those who turn into repentance. They ask Allah for forgiveness. At the end of every act of worship, you seek forgiveness. Look, after Salah, what do we say? Straight after the taslim. As salamu alaykum wa alaikum wa We say, Staghfirullah, three times. Maybe I did something wrong in the Salah. Maybe I, my mind wandered, seeking forgiveness. Allah subhanahu, wa the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to seek forgiveness. At the end of his life, after he's completed the revelation, after he's put forward the much good. After all the good that he did, all the hardship of establishing Tawheed upon the land, after the hardship of showing the people how to worship Allah, the five pillars and the six beliefs and showing them what Ihsan is even after all that da'wah the jihad that he did, the striving that he did, the the the, 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 the rights that he fulfilled for the people after the rights of Allah, after all that Allah commanded him seek forgiveness. Humbled Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he came into Makkah in that victory, the victory of al he came with his hand, head was lowered it was not arrogant. He didn't raise his head that it was him who did it. No, he returned everything back to Allah. It was Allah who gave him victory. And so he sought forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So likewise, seeking forgiveness is a good trait. Be munib. Be one who continues to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before the hour comes. And your hour and my hour begins when we die. Yes, the hour, yawm al-qiyamah. But Shaykh Fawzan says, but everyone has his own hour specific hour and that is when he dies that is the beginning of the Akhirah towards the next life which is the Barzakh between this dunya and the Akhirah the Barzakh which is not in this life you're not alive in this life you are alive in another in another uh, uh, period and that is the Barzakh and then waiting for your hour to for your for you to be resurrected waiting to be resurrected so, not important to know when the hour is, but what is important is to prepare for it. Sheikh Saleh Fauzan, he mentioned, if there had been a maslaha benefit, then Allah would have mentioned it to us when the hour is. The Messenger, didn't know it. The Sahaba anh, didn't know it, but they were preparing for it, and they feared an evil death. They feared a death that overcomes them whilst they are uh, they are not prepared. So, the Sahaba, Every day for them was preparation. Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah, one of the great scholars of hadith. Some of the scholars mentioned about him that he is Amir al-Mu'mineen fil hadith. And likewise, they mention about him whenever we would meet him, he would always remind us of death. Subhanallah. Reminding of the Akhirah. Imam Ahmad rahimahullah said about Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah, do you know who the Imam is? The Imam is Sufyan al-Thawri. Imam, not just in hadith, but Imam in zuhd, in knowing the relationship that he has, in putting forward the righteous deeds before he meets Allah, in having zuhd. So, being righteous, having the correct aqeedah, which is important, which is heaviest on the scales, and following that up with righteous actions. إِنَّمَا عِنْدَ رَبِّي Not important to know when the hour is. Because the knowledge of it is with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Sheikh Fawzan continues. Sheikh Fawzan continues, and he says, "فليس من مهمة الرسول أن يعلمهم قيام الساعة." It's not from the duties of the of the messengers to tell them when the hour is going to happen. وإنما مهمة الرسول وإنما مهمة الرسول is أن يدعوهم إلى التوحيد. Rather, it is. Their duty to call the people to Tawheed. That is their concern, calling the people to Tawheed. Not to tell them when the hour is and do calculations. Not to busy the people with politics. Their concern is to call the people to Tawheed. And they were happy to be Abdullah. Allah called the Messenger, Abdullah. In Surah Al-Baqarah, when Kuntum Fi'rabi manazzalna ala abdina, fatubi Surah Timmy Mithli. If you are in doubt as to what we have revealed to our servant, our slave, then bring a Surah like it. In Surah Al-Mulk, in Surah al Kaf, Alhamdulillah, all praise due to Allah has revealed the book upon his slave. And there is no crookedness in it, in the book. Qayyiman, for it is upright. Shaykh Ibn says, look how Allah negated all deficiency for the Qur'an and then uh, affirmed all perfection. No crookedness in it, and it is upright. Ibadah. Likewise, in Surah Al-Isra, Subhana al asra bi'abdihi, Laylaan minal masjidil al lal masjidil aqsa, ladhi barakna Allah again, Referring to the Messenger sallam, in the night journey that he has raised his servant raised his servant up in the night journey and he called him slave of Allah. Ibn Taymi has a book called Ubu Al-Ubudiyyah, servitude to Allah. This is why it's important to be Abdullah, to be upon Tawheed, not to be a politician and to be a statesman and to be someone who visits the people with politics. This will not be what you will be questioned about in your grave. What you will be questioned about in your grave is your ibadah, is your belief and your worship and your righteous actions. وَيَنْهَاهُمْ عَنِ الشِّرْكِ <وَالْمَعَاصِي> This is the duty of the prophets and messengers to warn the people from shirk that which will enter the people in, in hellfire forever. And, the, and kufr and disbelief and ma'asi and sins. Yes النَّاسِ عَنِ السَّاعَةِ قل انما علمه عند الله وما يدريك لعل السَّاعَةَ تكون and what will come to you, what will convey to you that in reality the sa'a, the hour is close Qiyamu saah al kubra is going to happen to every single one every single one will will witness the hour and when a person dies then his, then his own particular hour, he says, is, is established. Woman, ما تنتهى من هدي he leaves this life, and if there's no more going back to this life. Look at the person, who wished that he can give more charity. يا أيها الذين آمنوا أنفقوا مما رزقناكم من قبل أن يأتي أحدكم الموت. Give charity, what we are provided with for you before death reaches you. Oh my Lord, if only you would delay my life uh, for a few, a little bit more, a few days, a little bit more, then I will be righteous. Subhanallah. And I will give charity, and I will be from the righteous. I will, I will, it's too late. Your life has stopped. Dunya and life in this dunya stopped. أَكُمْ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ وَلَنْ يُأَخِّرَ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهَا Allah will never, never delay the person from his ajal. His ajal comes. His lifespan is already written. وَلَنْ يُأَخِّرَ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهَا وَاللَّهُ خَبِيرٌ مِمَا Allah knows all that you do. So no one can be delayed from his time. <laughs> when their time comes, it's not delayed an hour, nor is it preceded an hour. Sheikh bin Uthaymi, talks about the individual when he comes to, it was a youth, he came to a traffic light, he was on a motorbike, came to a traffic light and he stopped. And then when it turned green, he went forward and then he, a car came and killed him. Shaykh ibn Uthaymi said, look, that delay of that traffic light of 30 seconds or one minute was so that the death can come on time. Subhanallah. So nobody escapes death and everyone will, ha- will, will die on time. Even if it be something delaying you until you get to that time, then, it go- then your time goes. So may Allah protect us and make us die upon Tawheed and Sunnah, following the way of the Prophets and Messengers. فَالْمُشْرِكُونَ أَنْكَرُوا الْبَعْثِ As for the polytheists, polytheists, then they deny the resurrection. That is because they compared the power of Allah with their power. فَقَالُوا كَيْفَ يَمُوتُ الْإِنسَانُ وَيَصِيرُ تُرَابًا They said how can a person die becomes soil waramiman and brittle bones ثُمَّ يُبَعْثُ Then he will be resurrected again and live and have a, a, a second life how and they said mitna wa kunna turaban wa idaman a inna that when we die and we, and we and we become soil and we become and and bones are we going to be resurrected again and incidentally some of the mufassirun regarding the surah qaf when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned wa daraba lana mathalan wa قَالَ مَنْ يُحْيِيَ العظام وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ قُلْ يُحْيِيهَا الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٌ When that verse was revealed, وَضَرَبَ لنا مثلا, And he gave an, an, a similitude or a parable. Who's that? Some of the mufassirun they mention it was actually Ubay ibn Khalaf. And some of them say it's Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Sallul and it could be from both of them that they said this and that is they said you who can bring the bones back to uh, to be resurrected these bones and while it is brittle while it is like dust and he brought a bone to the messenger and he crumbled it in his hand and then he's, and he, and he said and he said do you claim oh Muhammad do you claim that Allah do you claim that Allah will bring this back to life he brought bone it was brittle he crumbled it in his hands He said, do you claim that Allah will bring this back to life what did the Prophet say look at the conviction, the yaqeen of Rasulullah he said naam naam You meet Allah, ثم يبعثك, Allah will make you die, then He will raise you again. النار, then He will send you to the hellfire. Allahu Akbar, direct to Him. Yes, Allah will make you die, and then He will raise you again, and He will send you to the hellfire. Allahu Akbar, that's the yaqeen that the prophets and messengers had. And the other verse in Surah sort Al-Isra, of verse 49, أَيْذَا كُنَّ خَلْقًا be raised up again with a new re- resurrection, new, a new life. Sheikh Saleh عزان said, الله أَنَّ الَّذِي قَدْرَ عَلَى قَادِرٌ عَلَى إِعَادَتِهِمْ The one was uh, able to create them in the first instance, He's able to bring them alive. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنَّكَ تَرَى الْأَرْضَ خَاشِعَةً فَإِذَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْهَا الْمَاءَ تَزَّتْ وَرَبَتْ إِنَّ الَّذِي أَحْيَاهَا <الْموتى> Allah gave the example of the resurrection, like the example of a barren land. Water, rain coming upon it, and then it gives life to vegetation, to plants, and so on and so forth. Likewise, man will be raised again and we brought to life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala kulli qadir, is able to do that. And Sheikh Saif Uzan said Wallahu al-ard. Allah is the one who created the heavens and the earth. Ala in yu'ida Isn't he not able to repeat this, this man's resurrection or repeat his life, bring him back to life? He created the heavens and the earth. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَكْبَرُ مِنْ خَلْقِ النَّاسِ The creation of the heavens and the earth is far greater than the creation of man. How many people are alive today? Eight billion? Seven billion? In the previous generation, previous hundred years, previous century, another maybe six billion? How many billions each century have come and gone? Subhanallah. But Allah says the creation of the heavens and the earth is far greater than the creation of man. So we have seen very little of his creation. Ibn Abi Zayd continues and he said, وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَبْعَثُ مَنْ يَمُوتُ كَمَا بَدَأَهُ Allah will resurrect those who die just as he began their creation, they shall be returned. Allah subhanahu ta'ala he magnified the good deeds of the believers. Magnified them. Yes. Shaykh Salif Fuzan said, فَفِي يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ On the Day of Judgment, Allah will recompense His servants, reward His servants. No one will be oppressed in the least. وَلَا does رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا Allah will not oppress anyone. Everyone will be rewarded according to his action. If you did good, you will receive good. And if you did evil, you will receive what you are deserving of. The believers, their good deeds will be magnified. That which they did in the dunya. The one who does a good deed, he will say... It will be magnified tenfold. Look at the one that was in in the midst of Pharaoh. He was giving da'wah. Imagine Pharaoh. He was Jabbar. He said, Ana al-Ala. He said, I am the uh, your Lord the Most High. Subhanallah Fira'un. But there was a righteous man giving da'wah. Wakaladi Amana. Ya kaw mit ahdikum ahdikum sabila rashad this life is but play and amusement but the hereafter it is the abode uh, where the person will reside then he mentioned whoever does a bad deed he will only be recompensed for that bad deed whoever does a good deed whether they be male or female, look, the reward, is equal. In Dhakrin or Untha, Wa mu'min, while Ali is a true believer, he is the correct Aqeedah, Allahu Akbar. Faulāīka yadkhulūna al-jannāta yurzaqūn, fīha bighayri hīsāb, they are the ones who will enter paradise, being provided for bighayri hīsāb. Much more than what you have done. The reward you're given more, magnified, from tenfold to seven hundred times to whatever Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wills. So why is it when the prophets and messengers call you to that which will benefit you, Omali aduukum ila najati, to salvation, wataduunani ila naar, and you call me to the hellfire, tadaunani ila akfir bilahi wa ashrik bihi, ma laysli bihi ilm, you call me to kufr and shirk. And I call you to the Almighty and the one who forgives. Allahu أكبر. Look at the da'wah that he gave. I call you to the Almighty. That's the In the time of Fir'aun, he's giving da'wah. اللهم مبارك. Giving da'wah to Tawheed. Following the examples of the Prophets and Messengers. So Allah will magnify the deeds. In Allah لَا يَغْفِرَ يَشْرَكَ بِهِ but he will not for the people of Shirk, they will not be forgiven. And if he gives anyone else besides that to whomsoever he wills. In an ankum karima As for those who do minor sins, then they are under the will of Allah. If Allah wills, He punishes them and if He wills, He forgives them. Allah said, If you leave off the major sins, that which you have been forbidden from, just by leaving off the major sins, Allah will, ex- will blot out your minor sins. And we will enter you a mudkhalan karima. So for Sara'ir to <laughs> minor sins can be blotted out even if the person doesn't do tawbah from minor sins. Major sins, you need tawbah. But minor sins, Sheikh Fouzan says, Sheikh Saif says, that even if you don't make tawbah for a minor sin, then they can be blotted out. By what? By leaving away the major sins. فَمَنْ تَجَنَّبَ Allah will forgive for him the minor sins because he left the major sins. And the proof is that ayaswat nisa verse 31 <coughs> those who leave the minor, the major sins, <coughs> Allah will brought out for them their minor sins. Allahu Akbar. And also by following minor sins with a good deed. Follow up a bad deed with a good deed that you may blot it out. And also, Shaykh Salih Fuzan said, and minor sins can also be blotted out by what? By hardship or sorrow or difficulty or distress that one goes through in the life. The Prophet ﷺ said, مَا يُصِيبُ الْمُسْلِمُ مِن نَصَبٍ وَلَا وَصَبٍ وَلَا عَمْ وَلَا حَزَنٍ وَلَا أَذَا وَلَا غَمْ حَتَّى الشَّوْكَةُ يُشَاكُهَا إِلَّا كَفَّرَ اللَّهُ بِهَا مِن خَطَايَاهِ there isn't any Muslim Nam who has even a thorn that pricks his hand or some injury and he goes through difficulty or distress and sorrow except that and even a thorn that pricks his hand, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expates for him his sins, his minor sins. I remember the hadith of Prophet in Bukhari, the hadith where the Prophet he injured his little finger. He went for fi sabilillah, injured his little finger, and he and he turned to his finger and he said, "Wa fi ma and what you have, what has harmed you, is is in the path of Allah. So likewise, ya, khwanana, my dear brothers and sisters, that the the minor sins, when a person goes through difficulty, sorrow, hardship, distress, the minor sins can be forgiven and be blotted out and be expiated. And that is a father from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who have sickness, those who have some illness, alhamdulillah, the case of the believer is amazing. Ibn Abi Zayd said "Rahimahullah." he said, ala hum bit tawbah. An kibar is And as for major sins, Allah has made tawbah for you. To call upon Allah to make tawbah for your major sins. وَغَفَرَ لَهُمُ الصغائر And Allah forgave for them the minor sins by keeping away from the major sins. وَجَعَلَ مَنْ لَمْ يتوب مِنَ الْكَبَائِرِ سَائِرًا إِلَى مشيئته. And as for the one who doesn't repent from a major sin, then he will be under the will of Allah. If Allah wills, He punishes him. And if He wills, He forgives him. So the Kabair, the definition of Kabira, what is the definition of a major sin? Sheikh Saleh Uzan says, the definition of a major sin is that sin which has a punishment attached to it in the dunya. That's number one. Like zina, like fornication, stealing and drinking alcohol, they all have punishments attached to them in the dunya. Secondly, there could be a punishment in the akhirah from the anger of Allah mentioned about that sin. Then it is considered to be a major sin so for example that whoever does this particular sin he will go to the hellfire this is mentioned or thirdly in the same sin it is mentioned the Prophet said "Mentioned about it or Allah mentioned about it that there is a curse from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for one who does that sin so these are the three ways to recognize a major sin then ibn Abi zayd continues and he mentioned the verse in certain nisa verse 47 48 allah will not forgive that shirk is made with him but if he gives anything else besides that and he said, then That whoever Allah punishes in his hellfire, then he will make him come out with his iman. If he has iman, hadith of Abi Sa'id al-Khudri in Bukhari, that the person, that Allah will say, the prophets have interceded, the angels have interceded, the righteous have interceded, and what is left is shafa'at al-Rahman, the intercession of al-Rahman. And he will take out of the hellfire those who have not done any good deeds. And in Muslim Ahmad, they have not done any good deeds except tawheed. Then they will come out of the hellfire because of the actions of tawheed they brought. Sheikh Saif Huzan he said, the end re- result of anyone who's upon Tawheed and with faith he will be in Jannah so guard your Tawheed guard your Tawheed, learn the Tawheed, practice Tawheed this shows us the importance of Tawheed A man will come on Yom Al-Qiyamah with 99 scrolls of bad deeds one scroll of bad deeds is as far as the eye can see one scroll of bad deeds is as far as I, he's got so many bad deeds 99 scrolls of bad deeds and then it will be hes he thinks I'm finished I mean I'm going to be punished and then a card written on it la ilaha tawhid is brought out and it's put on the other side of the scales his bad deeds as one side of the scale and his al-tawheed is ikhlas its sincerity put on the other side of the scales And they will outweigh all of these 99 scrolls of bad deeds. Ya Abdullah, Ya Amatullah, Tawheed, Tawheed, Tawheed. Salvation lies with Tawheed. At least in the end, eventually. Not like those misguided callers like Shadid Muhammad who said, all they do is talk about Tawheed. And then he said it five times to show how Tawheed, 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 Tawheed. tawheed." he, yani, what is this? We say, and then he said, day and night they talk tawhid. Subhanallah. This is filthy language. Why? Because the prophets, they did talk tawheed day and night. They did call to tawhid day and night. No, Said, I called my people day and night. What was he calling them to? Tawheed. And that's day and night for 950 years. You get in huh, distress from Tawheed for a few years. How can you get distress from Tawheed? Billah. Tawheed is ikhlas. How can you, how can you be fed up with ikhlas? This is sincerity, ya'ki. This is about reality of life. To be sincere. For actions to be accepted, you must be sincere. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ They have not been commanded except to worship Allah sincerely in their religion. And Allah mentioned, أَلَىٰ لِلَّهِ الدِّينُ الْخَالِصِ To Allah belongs the sincere way. You getting fed up with that? So yes, Tawheed, Tawheed, Tawheed. Day and night. If you meet Allah with Tawheed, مَنْ قَالَ لَا إِلَىٰهِ خَالِصًا مِنْ قَلْبِهِ دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ Whoever meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely from his heart? You will enter paradise. And how many narrations there are on Tawheed? Beautiful narrations. All of them proving the importance of Tawheed. Such that your property, yourself, and your wealth is sacred because you call to Tawheed. If only the people knew. Tawheed, Awalan ya du'at al Islam. All oh, call us to Islam. Tawheed is first and foremost, first and last. The prossessor on his deathbed is calling to Tawheed. La Ana Allah Al Yahuda Wal Nasaret Qubura Abiyaheem Masajid Al Alaat At Taqadu Qabri He mentioned that Allah's curse is upon the what? The Jews and the Christians for what? For taking the graves of their prophets as places of worship. Don't take my grave as a place of worship. Tawheed. La Taqrooni Kama Atraat Maryam Walakin Abdullah Abdullah Wa don't over exaggerate in praising me, just like the Christians over exaggerated in praising Isa ibn Maryam. But say, I am a slave of Allah and His Messenger. Tawheed at the point of death. What does the Messenger Wasallam, said? What did he say at the point of death? As Assala as wa ma malakat aymanukum. The prayer, the prayer. And those under your responsibility. Tawheed, the prayers from the rights of Allah. Those under your responsibility are from the rights of the people. Tawheed. Day and night Tawheed, yes. This is ibadah. This, will, this is what will benefit you. Tawheed. Of course. Of course. The Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi said from the hadith of Abu Hurairah, the happiest people concerning my intercession on the day of judgment will be those who say, La ilaha illallah, sincerely from their heart. Hadith in Bukhari, number 99 it will protect and shield the person from the fire hadith of abhi huraira that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said take the words for protection as a shield from the fire say subhanallah wa alhamdulillah wa la wallahu akbar High is Allah from imperfection. All praises due to Allah. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And Allah is the greatest. Hadith which is in Sahih al-Jami' And it is Sahih. And it is on Tawheed. It will make you firm. The kalimat Tawheed will make you firm in the grave. From the hadith of Bara ibn Azib. Radiallahu anhu. That the Messenger sallallahu said. When the believer is made to sit in his grave. He is brought forward. Then he testifies. La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah That is the statement of Allah That is the statement Because you said La ilaha illallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned That it is the statement of firmness Allah will keep firm those who believe And the word that stands firm in this world With the word that stands firm in this world And that is La ilaha illallah And in the hereafter Tawheed because of Tawheed, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala will forgive your sins, even if they're as much as the form of the sea. of Had- Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Asr radiallahu anhumah, that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, there isn't anyone upon the earth that says, La ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billah, except that his sins will be expiated. Even if they were to reach the form of the sea, Hadith in Muslim Imam Ahmad, and in Sahih al jami Tawheed. And it is the best preparation for the grave. Tawheed. Ikhlas. From the hadith of Ibn Shamasa radiallahu anh, who said, we witnessed Amr ibn As at the point of death. And he cried a lot and turned his face towards the wall. His son said to him, oh my father, did not did not the Messenger Sallallahu alayhi wa did not the and he said oh my father did not the Prophet Muhammad give you glad tidings of such and such then he turned his face towards his son and said indeed the best pre- preparation that we have is Tawheed La ilaha illallah Muhammadan Rasulullah that's the best preparation we have in the, for the grave Tawheed Tawheed is a great reason for your sins to be forgiven Hadith of Ali رضي الله who said that the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, said, Shall I not teach you some words if you say them? Allah will forgive you, even if you are... Allah will forgive you. Say, La ilaha illallah, Al-Aliyul-Azim, La ilaha illallah, Al-Hakimul-Kareem, La ilaha illallah, Rabbul Samawati al Wa Rabbul Arshil-Azim, Alhamdulillah. Hadith in Sunan al Tirmidhi, which is sahih. Tawheed, again, it will help you one day in your life. Abu Huraira said that the Messenger said, whoever says la ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshiped except Allah, it will benefit him one day in his life, whatever had befallen him before that day. Hadith in Tabarani, by Tabarani in Mu'jam al-Awsat, and Al-Bayhaq in Shu'b al iman and Silseta al-Sahihah, it is authentic. And what does it signify? Tawheed. It will protect you from hypocrisy. The hadith of Utban ibn Malik radiallahu anh, who narrated that a man said, where is Malik ibn Dukhayshin? Dukhayshin, Dukhayshin, or Dukhayshin. Some of them said, such is the hypocrite who doesn't love Allah and his Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi said, do not say that. Don't you see him that he says it? Meaning, la ila Allah, seeking the face of Allah. Tawheed. You will have blessed life, a life of piety leading to tranquility if you are upon tawheed. As Allah mentions in Surah Al Fatah, verse 26 When those who disbelieve had put in their hearts pride and haughtiness from the time of the ignorance, then Allah sent down this sakina, this tranquility upon the Messenger. وسلم, and He made them stick to the word of piety. That word of piety is La ilaha illallah. Kalimat Tawheed. It will make you firm in this life and the hereafter. So it's Ibrahim verse 27. It will give you salvation from the hadith of Ibrahim, Ibrahim, the hadith of Ibrahim ibn Sa'd from his father, from his grandfather, who said that the Messenger وسلم, said, Shall I not inform you of a supplication to say, such that if a f- form of distress or trial from the worldly affairs befalls a person, and if he says it, then a way out will be made for him. It is the supplication that Prophet Yunus ﷺ said, La ilaha illallah, Anta subhanak inni kuntu mina None has the right to be worshipped except you. Glorified are you above all that which they associate with you. Truly, I have been from the wrongdoers. Hadith which is in Mustadraq of Al-Hakim and in since to Sahihah, it is Sahih. And it's all about Tawheed, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala saved Yunus alaihissalam with that kalima Tawheed. And likewise, Tawheed will help you gain success the messenger of said we have woken up upon the natural inclination to islam asbahna ala fitrat al-Islam, and the statement of sincerity wa ala kalimat upon the way of our prophet muhammad Wasallam, upon our father ibrahim alayhi who was Hanifa musliman and كان من sincerity will give you sincerity kalimat Tawheed tawhid hadith bukhari muslim It will gain you success. The Hadith of Rabia ibn Abbad who said that he saw the Messenger lead saying, O mankind, say La ilaha illallah, you will be successful. Hadith in Muslim Ahmad and it is sahih. As Shaykh al-Bani mentioned in Sirat al-Nabi, Sirat al-Nabi alayhi salatu salam. Likewise it is the most beloved statement to Allah kalimat tawheed La ilaha illallah. From the hadith of Samra ibn Jundub. who said that the Messenger said the most beloved statements to Allah for subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, hadith in Sahih Muslim that's Tawheed the best form of remembering Allah kalimatul Tawheed the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah said that I heard the Messenger say the best remembrance is la ilaha illallah. And that best form of supplication is Alhamdulillah. Hadith which is in Sunan al and Ibn Majah and it is Sahih. Tawheed. Also, it is from the great reasons for the doors of paradise to be opened. Hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. Who said that the messenger sallallahu said, No servant that says La ilaha illallah sincerely from his heart, except that the doors of paradise are open for it until it reaches the throne so long as one leaves off the major sins. Tawheed. Kalimat al Tawheed is the highest form of faith from the hadith of Abu Hurairah who said that the Messenger said, Faith is 70 odd branches of faith or 60 odd branches of faith. The best of it is to say, La ilaha illallah, Tawheed. And the lowest form, the lowest is to remove a harmful object from the path, and shyness is a branch of faith. Hadith in Sahih Bukhari and Muslim. Tawheed, Kalimat al Tawheed, La ilaha illallah is the best statement that the Prophets have said from the hadith of Amr ibn Shu'ayb from his father and from his grandfather that the Messenger وسلم, said the best supplication خير ما من لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وهو على كل شيء the best supplication that that the uh, uh, on the day of Arafah the best statement I and the Prophets have said before me is la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah, lawal mulk, hamd, wa ala kulli shayn qadeer. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah, who has no partners. To Him belongs all dominion and all praise, and, to, and He is able to do all things. Hadith in Sunan At tirmidhi which is sahih. Tawheed. Kalimat al-Tawheed is a reason for Allah affirming your truthfulness. Hadith of Abu Hurairah, radiallahu anhu, said, that the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, when the servant says la ilaha illallah Wallahu Akbar, Allah says, My servant has spoken the truth. None has the right to be worshipped but me and I am the greatest. When my servant says, La ilaha illallah," Allah says, My servant has spoken the truth, none has the right to be worshipped but me, and I am the unique. When my servant says, La ilaha La lah. Allah says, My servant has spoken the truth. None has the right to be worshipped but me, and I have no partner. When my servant says, La ilaha illallah, al Mulk, wa Allah replies and says, My servant has spoken the truth. None has the right to be worshipped but me. And to me belongs all dominion. And to me belongs all praise. Kalimat <laughs> <laughs> at-tawhid. That you belittle, oh Shadid Muhammad. Kalimat <laughs> at-tawhid. It is a protection from the devil, ya ya ya, Rajul. The Prophet Sallallahu mentioned. Hadith of Abi Hurairah anhu. Whoever says, La ilaha illallah, wa'dahu la sharika lah. Lahu al wa lahu wa ala kulli shayin None has the right to be worshipped except Allah has no partners to him belongs all dominion and all praise and he is able to do things whoever says this letter a hundred times a day it will be equal to free and ten slaves and it will be equal to 100 rewards will be written for him 100 sins will be wiped out for him and it will be a protection from the devil for that day until the evening and none will come on the day of judgment better than that what he has come with except for a person who has done more than that and that hadith or narration you'll find in Sahih sunan at tirmidhi and his Hassan Tawhid. Numerous narrations about the importance of Kalimat al-Tawhid. Ahadith upon ahadith upon ahadith. hadith. Ayat upon ayat upon ayat. So yes, Tawhid, Tawheed, Tawheed, day and night inshallah if the person wants salvation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and aid us and forgive us our shuka in Zakuri وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِوَ لَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ إِنَّهُ الْغَفُورِ رَحِيمُ The 99 score of sins and then the one with in that in accordance to, for example, somebody who has become a Muslim? And after, he doesn't pray, he doesn't do anything, but he uh, does something different. So, so that he carries on sin until he dies, I don't know, five years from now. But he's not praying during uh, that time, but he believes he's a Muslim. He doesn't doubt that his prayer is accepted, he doesn't doubt Ramadan anymore. But he does not have such a person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most just. And whoever doesn't act of a good deed, he will see it. And whoever doesn't act of an evil deed, he will see it. And Allah knows best. Bringing the importance of kalimat al as a foundation. Because the hadith of Muslim Muhammad, They didn't do any good deeds except tawheed. So they did do some deeds. So negation of, of here is not negation completely. Is negation of completeness, negation of completeness of iman. So the person was upon iman; he did do some actions of tawheed, but he was sinful. He oppressed himself; he was zhalim nafsi. Now, for that individual, Allah is just. Allah subhanahu wa taala is just, and He will give everyone what they deserve. And Allah knows best. Everyone's situation is different, so. Everyone is specific and Allah knows the affair.